Hi friends, I'm Jenny Meyer, and you're listening to the Her Daily Grace podcast, where we talk about real life, God's daily grace, and how to walk with Jesus through it all. Be sure to follow us on social at Jenny Meyer and at Her Daily Grace Official. Also, check out the website, herdailygrace.com. Now let's get started. Are you looking for a virtual godly community for women to share real life talk, God's daily grace, and how to walk with Jesus through everything? Welcome to the Her Daily Grace Collective, a community of just that, a community that will always point you back to Jesus, a collective of women that will always speak truth in love, a support system that will celebrate with you through all of life's ups and downs an accountability group to study the Bible, and a safe place to discuss what you're learning. The Her Daily Grace Collective is scripture-based and will equip you to keep your eyes focused on God's truths. We meet weekly for Bible studies. It is like a life group for women with monthly resources, and I promise you will feel right at home. Check out the brand new Her Daily Grace Collective at herdailygrace.com. I cannot wait to see you there. Hey, friends, welcome back to part two of the Armor of God. I am excited to kind of wrap up just the basics of the Armor of God, and I really hope that you listened to part one of this. If you haven't, hit pause on this. Go listen to the last episode for part one of the Armor of God. So let's get started. I'm going to start off again by reading Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the full armor of God so that you will be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the full armor of God so that you will be able to resist in the evil day and having done everything to stand firm. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth and having put on the breastplate of righteousness and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all, taking up the shield of faith with which you are able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. With all prayer and petition, pray at all times in the spirit. And with this in view, be on the alert with all perseverance and petition for all the saints and pray on my behalf that utterance may be given to me in the opening of my mouth to make known the boldness of the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains that in proclaiming it, I may speak boldly as I ought to speak." That is Ephesians 6, 10 through 20. Now, during part one, we talked about, um, yes, the battle belongs to God, right? The battle belongs to God. God wins in the end, but we should always be prepared. We need to go into this battle, into this fight prepared. And God gives us all the tools to do that. We talked about the belt of truth and that staying in God's word. That beats the enemy knowing the truth and believing that God's word is complete, 100% truth. Every single ounce of it is truth. 
We talked about the breastplate of righteousness, and that is choosing to align your life with truth no matter what, because that overall protects your heart. It's living and acting in a way that glorifies God, living upright. And we kind of went into just how the enemy works in your mind, your will, your emotions, your conscience, and we're going to talk a little bit more about your mind today, actually, which I'm pretty excited for. We also talked about the shoes of peace and standing firm, right? Those They provide that firm foundation in life when life is rocky and that we get that peace only from one place, and that is God. And I left you with the quote that says, the only one who can truly satisfy the human heart is the one who made it. And I want you to remember that as we dive into the next three pieces of armor in this armor of God. So let's dive right in. The next one is the shield of faith. I want to ask you something, and this is something that I've had to ask myself as well. Do you have faith that you act on? Or do you just think that you have faith? Because true faith is listening and doing right? Doing what God is calling you to do. And I'm going to give you an example for me personally, doing this podcast, acting on what I felt God was telling me to do, acting on it. That's faith. I have faith that I'm putting myself out there, but God's going to protect that because I'm acting in faith and trusting that he will provide, that God will protect me in putting myself out there through this podcast, through Her Daily Grace Collective and doing Bible studies. It's scary. And I'm going to be honest with you, it's super scary putting yourself out there, especially when you're speaking up about the corruption that goes on in this world. It is terrifying to be in this place of what are people going to think? Am I going to get kicked off? Am I going to lose all of my sources of income because I am speaking out and speaking truth? But I feel in my heart of hearts and I feel in my soul that that's what God wants me to do. So doing it, that is faith in action. You can say that you have all the faith in the world, but unless you act in that way, you don't have any faith at all. Because if we truly believe that God is faithful and trustworthy, then we need to be stepping out in faith and trusting that his hand is upon us and that he will take care of us. Just like you have faith that that chair over there in your dining room won't break when you sit on it, right? You have you, you trust that it's going to hold you up. But until you actually sit on it, you have no faith at all until you're putting it into action. And when we take up the shield of faith, it means that we are having active faith. It means that we are blocking the enemy and his schemes by having that action, by not just saying we believe something, but actually doing something about it. We need to put this active faith shield up, and that's doing what God God has called us to do despite the fear, despite the worries, despite the anxiety. And sometimes God places things within our reach, right? He places things within our reach and not directly in our hands. And a lot of times we as women, we want it in our hands. We want God to give it to us, right? But no, he'll put it within our reach because he wants us to trust him enough to reach out, to do our part. We cannot be passive anymore. We cannot be stagnant in our faith. We have to do our part 
And that's stepping out, that's reaching out to what God has put within our reach. Being a follower of Christ is not passive. It requires action because God does not call the qualified. Remember this, and and I'm preaching to myself here. God does not call the qualified. He qualifies the called. He will equip you if you do your part and you step up when he's calling. So if he's calling you to do something and you haven't done it yet because you think you're not qualified enough, you think that you're not equipped enough, he's waiting for you to do your part of stepping out in faith before he will qualify you and before he will equip you, but he will. That's true faith in action. If you hear him calling you, it's time to step out in that faith. And when you do that, you honestly are guarding yourself, right? You are guarding yourself because you're putting up that shield of faith. And I'm not here to say that the enemy won't attack because he most definitely will attack you. He will cause all the uneasy feelings. He will whisper lies of doubt. He will whisper lies of insecurity, all that anxious um, feeling, that gut feeling of anxiety. He will do that all around your decision to step out in faith. But if you are truly putting faith into action, you will be able to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one, just like Ephesians 6, 16 says. That is what the shield of faith does. When you step out, you're able to combat those lies. You are able to combat his attack on you. So it's time to step out, whatever it may mean to you. That is putting faith in action. That is how we put on the armor of God. So the next one is the helmet of salvation. And I love this one because to me, it's all about protecting your mind. The helmet protects your head, right? If you're thinking of armor, the helmet protects your head, protects your brain. Your mind is to your soul, just like your brain is to your body, if you think of it that way. And like I've said before, your mind is very, very powerful because it's a gateway to your soul and we have to protect it because the enemy is after our minds. Second Corinthians 11, three says, but I am afraid that just as Eve was deceived by the serpent's cunning, your minds may somehow be led astray from your sincere and pure devotion to Christ. The enemy will attack your mind. He will whisper lies or He will put something shiny in front of you, right? To take your attention off of God, to take your your devotion from Christ and lead you astray to this shiny object over here that may look intriguing, right? It doesn't look bad, but he's trying to pull your mind away from Christ. And it says in 2 Corinthians 10, 4 and 5, for the weapon, weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of fortresses. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. And we are taking every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So how do you do that? When a thought comes through your head and it doesn't feel right, it doesn't align, you take that and you compare it to what the Bible says. That's how you know what is true and what is not true. So if you put this back 
in, in relation to maybe you're having negative self-talk, you're struggling with, you You know, you, you don't think that you're good enough, you, maybe it's your wellness journey and you're looking in the mirror and you're saying, gosh, I'm so fat, I'm so ugly. Take that thought and I want you to compare that to what the Bible says. Does the Bible say that you are ugly? No. It says that you're made in the image of God. It says that you are beautiful that he knew you before you were born and that he wonderfully made you. So taking every single thought captive to the obedience of Christ and comparing it to what the word of God says. And when we put on the helmet of salvation, it means we are truly walking in victory and in that salvation every day. So as believers, we're, we're saved, right? We have that salvation, but it doesn't just end at that. We have to continually choose to walk in that truth every day because the enemy wants you to forget who you are in Christ. He wants to attack your mind with evil lies, but we have to remember that we were redeemed so that we can walk in freedom. And by walking and living in who you are in Christ, you're able to free your mind from the enemy's games. Putting on that helmet of salvation protects your mind if you are truly living out and walking in who you are in Christ as a believer. Not just having that passive, yes, I was saved, but living that out every single day living out the truth. We need to start replacing the enemy's lies with truth from the Bible. And this will actually tie really well into the sword of the spirit. But I know that so many of us struggle with the, with the lies of the enemy on a, on a daily basis, right? Whether it's you're not good enough, um, you'll never be anything, or, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to reach my goal, or even this country is doomed. He loves to whisper lies to us. He loves to have us scared, fearful, anxious. And the only way to combat that is by replacing those lies with truth. What is the truth? What did we talk about on part one? The truth, right? The belt of truth. It is God's word. That is the truth. So we need to replace those lies with truth. And when you feel that negative narrative playing in your head, replace that by quoting scripture back to that lie. And once you truly understand how powerful that is and how it changes your mind, it'll change your whole life on how you how you approach any situation. And I promise if you are sick of living in the negative narrative, then you have to start replacing it with truth. You have to start protecting your mind. This is wearing the helmet of salvation, living as though you are saved daily. It's a continual basis. It's not a once and done. It's a continual like living into the life God wants to have for you. And again, this goes perfectly into the last piece of armor, which is the sword of the spirit. The sword of the spirit is our offensive weapon, right? We need to know the Bible. So what do we do with it? We speak it back to the lies. This is the sword. The sword of the spirit is the word of God. 
Hebrews 4, 12 says, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. That's how powerful the word of God is. That's how powerful the Bible is. I don't know how many times I've gone back and you read something again in the Bible, you read a story again, and it speaks something totally different to you than it did the last time. Right? Am I alone in that? Because I don't think I am. It speaks something totally different to you. That's because it is living and powerful. It can pierce the soul. It can discern your thoughts and intentions of your heart. We have to use this as our offensive weapon when the enemy is trying to attack. But we can only do that if we know it, right? It's not just believing it. It is truly knowing the words of God and being able to recite that back when the when the enemy lies pop into your head. Because the enemy gets close. He gets close enough to whisper lies to you. And the sword is our protection. The word of God is our protection. We have to fight the lies and the schemes of the enemy with God's word. And I love this example of Jesus doing this in Matthew 4, right? So he was in the desert for 40 days and Satan came to tempt him. But every time the enemy tempted Jesus, Jesus quoted scripture back up until the enemy fled. Jesus didn't sit there and argue with the enemy. He quoted scripture back. So bottom line is know your Bible. As believers and followers of Christ, it is so important to know your Bible. Know God's word because it is living and active. It is 100% truth. And that is the last armor in the armor of God. So again, we have the belt of truth, right? We have the breastplate of righteousness. We have the shoes of peace, the shoes of the gospel of peace. We have the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the spirit. Now, what do we do with all all of this? I was always taught that prayer is the thing that activates the armor of God. Yes, we need to put all of these things in place, right? We need to be in God's word every day. We need to be in prayer every day. We need to know our Bible. We need to walk upright in righteous living. We need to protect our mind. We need to protect our heart. That's how we fight the enemy. But prayer is just as important, if not more important, than all of these different pieces of armor. Prayer activates it. And in today's world, with what is going on, prayer is our only option. And I get asked a lot, how do I pray? I mean, I've thought this before. There's been times where I've had no words to pray, that I didn't know what to say. But the best simple guide that I've been taught at my church is called ACTS. A-C-T-S. And the first one is adoration. So A for adoration. That is to adore God. 
That is to start your prayer off acknowledging who he is. Verbalize your praise, your honor, and how wonderful our God is, right? Many of the Psalms actually um, do this. So, you know, read some of those Psalms, how he's loving, how he's kind, mercy. So show your adoration. Next, C is for confession. So after you're done worshiping and adoring God, then confess your sins. Give it to God. Ask forgiveness, right? Confess those sins. The next one is T for thanksgiving. Show God and tell God how thankful you are for everything that he has blessed you with. Express your gratefulness and appreciation for what he does in the world, in your life, whatever. And it's also showing your trust, like thanking him that you can trust him, that you are going to have that faith in action and trust him. So lastly, in kind of breaking down a simple way to pray is S for supplication. And supplication basically means entrusting all of your needs to God. So giving him the desires of your heart, the needs, you know, what's what's on your heart? What do you need to pray about? Concerns that you want to give over to God. So giving that, that is the the last part of your prayer. But also like as you close out with that, listen, we often forget just to be silent and listen. I know, I know this with my own life is I'll, you know, I'll get through my devotion in the morning. I will pray and then it's on with my day, but I don't ever just sit there. I mean, I do sometimes, but it is so easy just to rush the process that I don't sit and listen to him speak to me. And it's not always easy, right? It's not like we get clear answers, but listening to God. So set aside time to pray each and every day. It is so important, so very important in today's world. We have to put on the armor of God. Like I said in part one, I truly believe that things are going to get a whole lot worse before they get better. Do I have faith that God's in control? Absolutely. Do I do I think that many, many people are coming to Christ during this crazy time in our world? Absolutely. But yes, I do think that things will get worse before they get better. I think God wins in the end because we know that. But I'm not going to go into this battle unprepared without guarding my mind, without guarding my heart, you know, having peace and going through all of those armor, pieces of armor, we have to be prepared. We have to be armed. And we do that by knowing God's word, knowing who we're fighting and that this is a spiritual battle. This is not me versus you or me versus those group of people over, you know, that group of people over there. It is a spiritual battle of good versus evil. Angels and demons. I believe that with my whole heart, that this is a spiritual battle and that we cannot see it. We may see it manifest in our world, in our natural world, but we can't see that true battle of good versus evil. 
but we have to be prepared. Even though we can't see it, we may see bits and pieces of it. We have to be prepared in the spirit, staying in the word of God, knowing your Bible, staying in prayer, being able to be stable and have a firm foundation in who you are in Christ, not giving in to the enemy's lies, not listening to those whispers, knowing who you are in Christ and living that way, living out your salvation in in righteousness and choosing to live that way. There is no better time than right now to change your ways and to walk with God. So I encourage you, if you don't know Jesus, if you don't know God, please send me an email at hello at herdailygrace.com. And I would be more than happy to hop on a phone call with you, whatever is needed. But it is not too late. If you are listening to this right now, it is not too late to know Jesus and to accept Christ as your your Savior and to combat the enemy's lies in your mind, in your will, your emotions, and your conscience. It's time to align your action with God's truth. Otherwise, the enemy has a clear shot to your heart, to your mind, your soul, whatever it is. So stand firm. I hope that you enjoyed these two parts of the armor of God on this podcast. And as always, please let me know if you have questions, email me, you can comment below on this podcast. If you are on Apple podcasts, Google podcasts, I believe. Um, So let me know or just um, head over to the site, herdailygrace.com. And if you are looking for a place to feel at home and to get to know God more and to create valuable, steadfast study habits in the word of God, then I really encourage you to join the Her Daily Grace Collective where we meet once a week. We go through Bible studies. We have real talk. It has been so amazing so far. So I encourage you to join that. You can go to herdailygrace.com, click join the collective, read more about it. And I would love to see you there. So anyways, you guys, I hope you have a great rest of your day. See ya. See ya.